speak in other tongues, say some sweet words to him, sing some sweet songs to him, tell him how much he means to you. Are you excited? Are you excited? Get the camera on. Yes. Come on, tell me. Are you excited? Are you excited to be here? Are you excited, 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 excited? Excited, excited, excited. Let's see. Tell me what's happening there. What's happening over there? Excited, excited, excited. You're happy to be here. I'm happy you are. I'm happy you are. I'm happy you are. Thank you so much, Tokini, for leading that statement, that prayer segment. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. I've got so much to share with you, but I'd like to welcome you first to the program. It's an amazing one. Five powerful nights of translational power. Are you excited? I really want to know what's happening in the comments. Tell me, tell me what are the comments? Can someone read the comments to me? What's happening in there? Excitement. People happy. Feel excited. People happy. Sobra tequila goes go Jesus is worthy of all the praise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a power packed five nights. I'm telling you. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Like, just start, in fact, start posting the link everywhere. If you have the Zoom link, just put it on your WhatsApp status, your Instagram, put it everywhere. Come on, get somebody in the session. Some people are like, oh, I registered. I'm not in yet. <laughs> it's not automatic. It's called mailbox, right? <laughs> yeah, check the mailbox, you know? And, uh, yeah, but I'm really, really happy. Hey, ready, ready, ready. Okay, I can see some things from here. Beautiful, beautiful. There's so much in the word of God to share with you. And um, the first thing I want to tell you is the first thing I want to tell you is that no matter your position, no matter where you are, no matter what you do, you're going to be impacted by everything we're going to be sharing here. It doesn't matter whether you are a business person, you're a student. It doesn't matter where you're connected from. It doesn't matter when you're watching this. It's going to impact you. It's five nights of translational power. Five nights of translational power. And you're going to be blessed by everything that we're going to share today. If you're invited by somebody, it means the person thought very highly of you, really thought that you needed this information because the person cared so much about your progress and development. So I'm so happy to have you here with me. It's such an opportunity to hear the word of God like this, to hear the word of God like this. But first of all, um, I remember in one of the first banners that was released, we said honing in on the subject of prophecy, walking with prophecy specifically, okay? And we must understand that prophecy is very important. So I'm getting straight into it. Make sure you have your notepad, everything. You shared with your friends. You brought in somebody. I want to see what's happening. So everyone has received a word from God. Whether it's, in your own prayer time, or through a minister. But somebody has shared the word of God with you. 
especially respect to your life. But it's a situation that not everybody sees that word come to pass. And it makes them doubt prophecy. Despite how important prophecy is biblically, scripturally, we understand that the birth of Jesus was prophesied. His life, how he would die to the very end. And you find that at different points in his life, he was always that the scripture may be fulfilled. Oh, all of them are gone astray. See, he, he had, a, he had a, a life that was patterned by the scriptures. He knew what he was doing. So at each moment, he chose to fulfill prophecy. Now, the issue with a lot of people is that they think that when you receive a prophecy, you just go to bed. You just sleep. Because after all, God said it, so it will just happen. But there is a way to walk with prophecy. You know, one of the first things when you get into a meeting like this is to throw away a lot of the stuff you already know and begin to process new information so that you'll be blessed by what's happening here. You throw away the stuff you already know, stuff you're already aware of. And your focus becomes, what is God saying to me now? So we've all received a prophecy. Everybody has had something from the Lord. But how does it happen? Is it automatic? First of all, you'll be wondering, why did I title it or tag it Five Nights of Translational Power? That's the first thing that some people will be wondering. In fact, if you try to Google the, the word translational, I don't even think you'll find it. You can't find it. Because translational is not a, a word in English language. At least thus far discovered. But in the spirit realm, it means something because this program was planned by God. Right? So let me show you from the Bible. Why did I call it Five Nights of Translational Power? What is translation? What are we talking about when we say this? Go to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 8. I want you to see some things. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay. Let's get there. Let's get there. I'm sure you're ready. Take us to the book of Acts, chapter 8. And we have a very, very interesting occurrence here. Now, it will do you a lot of good if you follow me through every one of the scriptures, right? So that you grab everything that we want to communicate very quickly, very, very quickly. So try to get through all the scriptures with me. And uh, you'd be blessed in your doing. So Acts chapter 8. I haven't got connection on this. Um, from verse 29. Okay. Let's get this. I sing praises to your name. Oh, Lord, praises to your name. Oh, Lord, for your name is great and greatly to be praised. All right, just give that a moment. Okay, so this was the instance where Philip was walking through in the, in the wilderness in the desert and from verse 29 we read something and this was his encounter with the 
Ethiopian eunuch. And he said, and the Bible says from verse 29, the spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. I'm reading from the NIV right now. Okay, let me get it in the new King James. I'd have gone with King James, but I know people don't like King James in this generation like that. So then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. So he saw this chariot. He saw this European, um, Ethiopian eunuch's chariot. No, European. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the spirit said, go near, get onto this chariot. Verse 30. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you not understand what you are reading? See, the, the eunuch was reading a scripture and he says, don't you understand what you're reading? Verse 31. And he said, how can I, unless someone guides me? Okay. And he asked Philip to come, come to him and sit with him. The place in the scripture which he read. So the eunuch was reading the Bible, or well, reading the scrolls of Isaiah. And he read this part. He says, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its sharer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Verse 34. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself? Or of some other man. Verse 35. Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus. See, because we know that it was Jesus he was talking about. A lamb led to the slaughter, right? Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water. Now, don't get lost in the story. Remember, we're on translational power. Okay. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from getting baptized? You know, he so felt Philip's message. He just saw a, a little pond and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it there. Good. Okay. So um, from verse 37, then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may get baptized. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Verse 38. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. Now, now you, you can't miss it here because this is where the translational power is. So he says, now when they were come up out of the water. The spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. That's it. So that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. So the eunuch wasn't even worried. See that? I've encountered an angel. <laughs> See? Verse 40. But Philip was found at Azotus. He was found somewhere else. And passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. This is interesting. This is interesting. So the, the eunuch gets baptized. Okay. He gets up. And then the Philip that was baptizing him. Because, you know, for baptism, there's a dipping. As soon as he comes up, the guy disappears. And he says he caught him away. It wasn't actually just he disappeared. You know, like movies just gradually became invisible. <laughs> no. He says he caught him away. Like taken by force. That's why most of these movies, you just have like a poof. That kind of thing. And he was found somewhere at Azotus preaching the same gospel. It's interesting. So what's going to happen in these five nights? Through the word of God, through the power of the spirit of God, you're going to be transported. You see? Translated from where you are now to where God wants you to be. What's six months into the year? Have you done, have you done a check back? Like, where am I? Right? We all had prophecies, New Year resolution. I'll start five businesses this year. <laughs> I'll be halfway to my millionaire goal. 
um, this year I will not fail. And you know, we had these 10,000 things, right? And some of us, we also had words from God. This is what's going to happen this year. Okay? You're six months into the year. What has happened? You know, it's important to have points in your life where you review. Where you look back. You ask, where am I? Am I where God wants me to be? You see, you don't just live through the year. You have to think back. Okay? And that's why God had this program. Because it was actually a response to that question. I'd ask the question. Lord, I've seen some things, but... Yeah? I mean, we've seen the glory, but we want... There's, there's higher. There's higher. Right? So, that's the idea of this program. So, it's by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, one of the most important things you have to understand is knowledge is better. Knowledge is better. You know, sometimes some people just want... You come for this program... And someone just prophesies over you, but that's another prophecy. You are just repenting of one. That's another prophecy. <laughs> so you just want to go for a program and then I prophesy. You hear that word again? <laughs> You've heard that word again. That prophesy word again. And you're like, see? But there's a way to walk with prophecy. There's a way to ensure that that which God has said to you will come to pass. And his scriptures are the very guy that we have. But the first thing I, I really, really want to do is to define prophecy for you. Because I know that it's, it's uh, a far assumption to just say, okay, everybody knows what the prophecy is. Some of you think it's just this thing that spiritual people talk about. All right. So what is a prophecy? Is it just a sentence? Is it a well-wishing? Is it just a good thing that people just... tell people what is a prophecy yeah that prophecy is that inspired word given by the spirit of god through a man or woman this is important that gives insight into the stance will plans i'll read again and or purposes of god as regards a person place thing or situation a very, very wide definition. The reason for these definitions is so that with your circumstance, you can put them two against two and be like, okay, I can see whether this is, right? So prophecy is that inspired word. It comes by the inspiration of the Almighty. It says that inspired word given by the Spirit of God, it doesn't come from man. It's not just anybody wishing you any good thing. to say, ah, thanks for the prophecy. <laughs> No, it's given by the Spirit of God through a man or a woman that gives insight into the stance, will, plans, and purposes of God as regards a person, place, or thing. I have an extra here. In its active voice, it can order or reorder occurrences or situations. No, you need to understand what prophecy is. You know, because the power of the thing is, is in your revelation, your understanding of it. You need to know what it is. So that when you receive a prophecy, you, you know, like, like it says of, of, I mean, Abraham was what? 100 years old. Sarah was well past the age of giving birth. But the Bible says that Abraham knew that he who had promised was able also to fulfill. You see? 
So he could believe based on a revelation. It was based on something. He didn't just say, oh, God has said, no, no, no. He knows God has said, but who is God to him? He knows he's faithful. See, a revelation of God, of God's personality. So he could trust in that. The integrity of God's person. The integrity of his words. So I said, in its active voice, prophecy, it is able to order or reorder occurrences or situations to line up with his will, plan, or purpose mentioned or declared. So when he speaks that word over you, that's why we have all these, oh, 77 prophetic declarations. You think he just wants to say 77 things? No. These are words with power to change. I said order or reorder, meaning even if it was bad, it can be turned. That's the power of it. You have to know that that's what it's able to do. If not, you know, I've I've walked to some people, evangelism, you know, and I ask, okay, do you believe God is able to change your situation? person says no. Look, I can't help you. As as long as you don't believe, why did Jesus ask, believest thou that I'm... It's important. Okay? So I've defined prophecy. I've showed you something about it. The next line that I'll give you about it is that it can foretell or foretell the future and also act as a guiding light to the present. Listen, after this, I promise you, there's no prophetic word that you have been given that will not happen. It's simple. You you see, you can't beat a man that knows how to do it, how to work the thing. And now I'm teaching you how to work with prophecy. So I'm not... Telling you what prophecy is, oh, it's powerful. We all know it's powerful. How do I walk with prophecy? How do I see what God has said about me come to pass? That's the question. So it's important. I said it can foretell or foretell the future and act as a guiding light. Now, people know about prophecy, telling the future, telling the future, but do they know it's a guiding light to the present? Prophecy is meant to tell you how to live in the now. In fact, its fulfillment is hinged on your living in the now. You're lining up. Okay. Okay. The last thing that we have from the Bible is that it is for edification, exhortation, or comfort. As we see, 1 Corinthians 14.3 talks about prophecy. and tells us it's for edification. That's building of the church. Exhortation. That's encouragement. Strengthening. Or comfort. As we see in 1 Corinthians 14.3. So those are important lines that you have when we talk about the subject of prophecy. But now we're talking about, I said, you receive a prophecy. You're not meant to go to bed. You don't, you don't sleep on it. Some people say, when you receive a prophecy, wait for the strategy. Ask for the strategy. Don't just allow, you know, you just had a prophecy, then you just stood up from your bed. Wham. You didn't ask God. I tell people that God works with me very practically. I'll give you an example. Last year, I, I think I'd started my YouTube channel around that time. And I've told some people this before. It was around, um, I think, July or something. And I said to the Lord, Lord, by December, once I have 2,000 subscribers, he said, ask for whatsoever. Eh? Did he say we should? <laughs> he said, whatsoever you are so. I said, Lord, I'd like 2,000 subscribers on my YouTube. But the God who can do anything. He said to me, find a channel <laughs> that has 2,000 subscribers. If you're willing to do the work huh, that 
you know, deserves 2,000 subscribers, then you have it. He said, the grace is there. Everything is available. He said, if you're willing to do the work, that's my relationship with God. And we go from there. It's not, I will do it. Then, October, you're looking. <laughs> and then, because it didn't happen, you say, ah, I don't, I, think I, do, I don't think I hear God anymore. I don't know. There's somebody who preached one condemning message about spiritual deafness or something, or how, how your spirit can be, you know? And so, you say, maybe it's me. The next thing, you're queuing up for deliverance. <laughs> deliverance from your own ignorance. I said, these five nights, we're talking. We're talking. Look, I'm interested in you fulfilling, in you becoming what you want to become, what God has planned for you to become, because your, your purpose, your vision has to line up with this. If it hasn't started lining up, then I can't be... So talking about prophecy, that's why I said it comes from the spirit of God. I didn't say how to just actualize your dreams. I'm talking about prophecy. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what God has said about you. Okay, are we flowing? Okay, so very important scripture. Are you ready? I hope, you, I hope you're getting this. I hope you're excited. I hope you're excited. Looking at the time, just gauging, you know? Okay, let's, let's look at this. Let's look at this. So turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 1. Now, I love this because it's, it's a very good um, foundational when we talk about prophecy. 1 Timothy chapter 1. Ko rababasete. Ko labarakis. I hope they're getting it. I hope they're getting it. Right? I hope they're getting it. It's a very, very good foundational. 1 Timothy chapter 1. From verse 18. Right? We're there. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy. Paul is writing to Timothy. You must, when, you, when you read your Bible, realize that it was actually people talking. It wasn't like some imaginary story. You know, some people sometimes talk about, oh, the story of the ten lepers. You, you know, they were actually ten lepers. They actually had leprosy. It wasn't some fictitious. So when we're saying Paul writing to Timothy, that is Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy. This charge I commit, meaning it's something important. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy. According to the prophecies, I want you to note every word. Say it's this charge. I said, if you're opening your Bible, you will be happy because you're going to be seeing this, right? Soon enough, you'll be able to, you know, grab a seat on the screen. It'll be looking very nice, you know. So this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecy, meaning in accordance with the prophecies which went before on thee. Meaning the prophecy has gone ahead. Meaning you're the one having to catch up to the prophecy. Okay. Okay. It's not this. Okay. (laughs) This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy. No, no, no. And understand, God is looking at you through the eyes of that prophecy. It's why sometimes when you complain to him about things, he's wondering what you're saying. Mm. I've always explained it this way. When he says, oh, you'll be a millionaire. Or, or, okay, let's use some examples to cater for the food. I don't like money. You know? um, let me think. Don't give me an Something. Hmm? Healing. Mm-hmm. Healing. God says, no, you definitely be healed of this cancer. I don't want you in this condition. I tell you, from the moment he sends that word to you, as far as he's concerned, you are healed. He has closed the chapter. Every other time, 
that you speak to him about that healing, he wonders what you're on about. <laughs> okay? So it's you trying to catch up to that prophecy. Now, I'll show you the secret. Because, okay, well, it's in the verse, okay? It says, in accordance with the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them, that you by them, by those prophecies, might war a good warfare. Now, hold on. I said, you don't go to bed. You don't sleep on it. There's a work to do. So verse 18 says, I charge you with this, according to the prophecies that went before, that by these prophecies, you might war a good warfare. Interestingly, when you say war a good warfare, the word war there means be an active soldier in, not passive, meaning you don't sleep on it. A soldier that's active is, is, is in the war front. He, he's actually doing something with it. Now, the problem with people is they receive a prophecy, they just go to bed. They don't sleep on it. I just expect, oh, you start five businesses this year. Amen. In church, amen. Ah, all the hand gestures. Then they go home, put Netflix, <laughs> and start watching, um, what's it, Jennifer's Diary. <laughs> That's where you start. What were you expecting? That the next day you wake up and, oh, all the five companies will just come, you know. Hi, my name is Tolokwe, Tolokwe Industries. Okay. He says that by these, by the prophecies, you will have an active life. You will be an active soldier in, in this warfare. Now, warfare, why is there a war? Why is there a fight about the prophecy? Because there's somebody who doesn't want you to fulfill it. Don't think God just wants good for you. It's going to happen. You know, that's why I look at people when they say, um, if God wants you to pass, you will pass. That's not. That's not true. To succeed, you succeed. That's not how it happens. And it's the, the challenge with all these um thinkings is the laziness as well that it produces so you want to say five minutes worth of prayer to bring a dream of i don't know how many stories for every good thing like you know how there's there's this law in physics i remember they used to teach us this for every action there is an up thank you thank you we have a lot of uh, physicians No, no no we have a lot of physics people here See, for every action, there's what? An equal or proportionate opposite reaction. Good. Meaning every time a good thing is said about you, Satan has an organization. Ah, ah, ah. So God tells you, ah, no, I want you to be so rich. So, you know, the next thing Satan is planning to bombard your mind because that's all he needs to destroy. The Bible says that Satan entered into the heart of Judas. He didn't say he possessed him. Judas wasn't possessed. So all he needs is to now bombard your mind with everything against the prophecy. All of a sudden, it's when you start thinking about business idea, all of a sudden, but ah, but I'm not really good at math like that. I'm not even a good speaker. I'm introverted. And the funny thing is, you will spend your time listening to those ones. You know the next thing that happens? You now go for counseling, this, 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 and you say, I'm having problems with my thoughts, my thoughts. 
Now you are facing the devil. The information you are trying to get rid of is, is the devil's information. You forgot God's one. You left it at one. And that's why, as always teaches, what? When the word of God comes to you, you to speak. When he says this, you to speak. But he says, I want you to know this so that through these prophecies, Okay, don't worry. So he now gives two important things. Can I still be heard? I can still be heard, right? Good. He gives two important things. Sorry, something came in. He says, this charge I commit unto you, okay, that by these prophecies, you might wage a good warfare. He now says, holding faith and a good conscience. Two things. He says, which some, having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck. Meaning for every prophecy you didn't, you didn't see come to pass. These two things, one of these two things was missing. Somehow you missed out on this. Now it's important we understand because sometimes bad things happen. You say, oh, okay, if God is a good one, there's an answer to this question. Yes. And if you ignore the answers in the Bible, I'm telling you, you're just going to have, you're going to have a down life. He says, for everything I've told you, you're going to need two things. Faith. You need to have an understanding of faith. It's not about being a word of faith preacher or I go to a grace church. No, faith. The Bible says the just shall live by faith, meaning the justified ones shall live by faith. Meaning if you've been made righteous, faith is, is, is your life. Without an understanding of the faith life, you cannot live as a justified one. Why? Because everything else, listen, faith contradicts everything in the natural. Everything on this earth, faith is against. It's like flesh versus spirit. Faith doesn't make sense. But it's how he wants you to live. Because he says, some who put away these two things, faith and a good conscience. He says, they've suffered shipwreck. They sank. They were meant to get somewhere, but they sank. The boat didn't go with it. Faith and a good conscience. So, and then he gives examples of him, of whom is Himanios and Alexander. Whom I have delivered unto Satan. Paul says, I've delivered these two to Satan. That they may learn not to blaspheme. <laughs> blaspheme. What's that? Talking. Talking. What's the first sign of faith? Speaking. Yeah. We having the same spirit of faith. Haven't believed we have spoken. So they spoke a different kind of information. But he says, son Timothy, I don't want you to make that mistake. I want you to hold these two things. They're very precious. He says, faith and a good conscience. What is faith? It's a whole concept. It's a life and the whole concept. Faith is that life you live based on the revelation of God's word. That's what faith is. Faith is not just a thinking. It's an action. Some of the time we'll talk about the nine principles of faith. Very important. Because when you see them, when you understand them, you would know how in every circumstance you must respond from that standpoint of faith. Sometimes we have on and off, on and off. The person is worried. Listen, listen. He says, be anxious for nothing. You say worried, and after that, go and pray. Be anxious for nothing. So the issue with some people is, they're in the flesh now, then they're going to remedy it later in the spirit. Hey, I'm so scared. Let me go and pray. But God is like, why are you afraid in the first place? Why are you worrying in the first place? 
It's important to note these things because he wants you to live by this law. Okay? So he says, faith and a good conscience. Faith, that life you live based on the revelation of God's word. It's the life you live. It's a life. It's a life. The just shall live by faith, not use faith. Okay? We understand the instrumentality of faith, but there's also a life. There's a faith life we've been called to. He says, contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. Meaning, there's a life we were called to. Normally. And I tell you, it'll shock you. You see, this is a, it's a conference, really, to us Christians. I, I told everyone, I said, I'm not trying to get sinners saved through this conference. That's not the point. Because the truth is, if Christians would actually live the life they're meant to live, we'll see more sinners saved. The reason, see, the reason they don't want to join you is because they've not seen the value in what you're doing. When you say, I'm a sinner saved by grace, so why should they join you? They're about the same. Sinner, sinner. Situation comes, you cry. They cry too. What's the difference? They get scared. You too, you get scared. What's the difference? So they've not seen anything valuable in this life that you've been preaching. Okay? So he talks about these two things, faith and a good conscience. And by the end of this conference, you'll be sure that you'll be holding these two. You'd be sure. No, you'd know within you. You'd know within you. When we talk about a good conscience, what are we talking about? I I wrote something very nice here for you. A good conscience, a good conscience. What does it mean? A good conscience for God. I have time and I knew we'll get into the next part from here. So I'm I'm so excited because we're getting into, you know? Okay. So what is a good conscience? I said the state of a man's spirit when he's in alignment with God's perfect will or word for his life. Is the state of a man's spirit when he is in alignment, perfect alignment with God's perfect will or word for his life. And he says, when you put away that good conscience, now you don't care anymore. Are you where God wants you to be? You don't mind. You're living. You see, some people are just living. I was out on evangelism yesterday. And a guy was looking very busy. I was coming to him in my rap city. Not to preach to him. So, you know, I knew he was a Christian. I could see it. Don't ask me how, but I could see it. So I walked up to him. What was his name? Um, was it Jacob or something? And I said, have you, have you, have you prayed today? Like, as in, how's your relationship with God? He said, nah, man, I've, I haven't really got time. I haven't really got time. I'm very busy right now. I'm very busy. I said, oh, so you're too busy for God. I said, have you ever heard of the man who was, you know, he was rich in this, in this realm, but he wasn't rich toward God. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, are you aware that that's what you're doing? You're too busy. He says, no, no, no. I usually go to church. Like I usually, but now this is a very busy time in my life. I said, really? It's God. You're too busy for him. See? So he's put away faith. He's put away a good conscience. He doesn't care that he's not in alignment with God. And he says, and the thing is, he thinks he's prospering his cause. You see, when you become a Christian, if, if, this, is not, if this statement is not true in your life, I don't think you're a Christian. Are you ready to hear it? When when you become a Christian, you would discover by yourself that for life, you are dependent on Christ. That your heart is not stable if you are not in a right relationship with God. I'm telling you. No, 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 no. You need to be very... If you you don't read your Bible and you don't pray and your heart doesn't talk to you anymore... (laughs) We need to come and check you. No, no. How many people? I'm serious. 
some some people know a good conscience <laughs> you don't pray you don't read your bible seven days let me tell you sometimes it will reflect in stress eating i'm telling you something it will reflect in stress eating you've not read your bible you've not prayed you say why am i just hungry no 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 it's your spirit that's hungry your body is just reacting because you know the, the natural is only a portrait of this of the spiritual so you just be stress eating you eat this snack you're not tired you eat another one eat another one you eat food for some reason your body you're trying to sleep you're restless something is happening but it's something your spirit is connected to him jesus said he that believes in me right is he that eats of my flesh because i live you shall live also okay so basically your life is dependent on him we say because he lives i can face tomorrow right but more like i can even live tomorrow you see it's directly dependent on him that once once it starts disconnecting i'm telling you, somehow your life good memory is hazy because you need to understand life to the sinner is salvation life to the christian is the word something you have to know something you have to know it's, it's how we it's how we depend on him to the sinner all he needs is salvation right his life will be going like this but the real thing he needs for his life is salvation but when you actually become saved it's the word of god you need without which you can't live so if you really want to prove to god oh i can't live without you prove it by your studying of his word know about him know about him so these are two important things and they are so close together faith exists in the realm of the human spirit it's your human spirit that has faith a good conscience still in your human spirit it's your heart when you're in alignment i always tell people there's no better feeling listen there's no better feeling than being in the epicenter of god's will well you know that this decision i'm taking god is behind me with it you know it's part of it's the secret to your peace let me tell you, if you are not at peace go and check your heart yeah go and check is a secret to peace real peace on the inside where you know you're not concerned for tomorrow anymore like you're sure you know people think no 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 when you read your bible you prayed that even your morning the eggs they don't you know, <laughs> the toast everything is set you know somebody greets you in the morning good morning sir ah, good morning ah you're looking good today yeah boy you've not read your bible <laughs> you're running you're running for that lecture you are the latest you get into class disoriented you don't know is is the is the is lack of bible that's doing you you don't know life is spiritual yes, sir. you live from there jesus said man shall not live by bread alone but by now 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 look at that i've always i've always talked on it man shall not live by bread alone but by if if you were just talking about bread then you should have said but with jonathan like a conjunction but it says but by every word that proceeds meaning this word can replace food hold on why because if you get this word into you it will provide for you every other thing you need the bible tells us in second peter that god has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness 
that pertain unto life and God. You, you need to think like this. Some people are like, uh, 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 uh. I'm trying to stop asking God for things in prayer. because you don't, you don't, you don't know what you've been given. You only want when you think you don't have. You understand? If you knew you had a pen in your pocket, you won't, you won't want to borrow one. But he says he has given all things. Let's go there. Second Peter. I know we're going somewhere. Second Peter, chapter one, right? Verse three. He says, according as God's divine power has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. People usually stop there. Oh, you've given me all things that pertain unto life and godliness. He now says something through knowledge. He says, that's how I gave it to you. The transaction for God is knowledge. Knowledge, information produces what? Faith. So when you, if you really had it, you, you actually had it. So he gave it to you through knowledge. Meaning the moment God, is why I say this conference is very important. I said, I'm going to be sharing deep truths with you. So that you will know for yourself what you have. He says he has given you all things that pertain unto life. Everything you will need for your degree. The school fees you will need. Think, think about it. If you apply, this is how to meditate on the word. Ponder the word. Everything you need for life, school fees, job, godliness, the God life you are called to. He said he gave it to you through knowledge. And not just any kind of knowledge, not just knowing anything. Through the knowledge of him. So when you neglect him, you're actually neglecting life. One time, I remember the word of God was telling me, he said, never leave my word. He says, my presence is real to you in my word. I'm real to you. My existence is real to you through, in my word. If you leave my word, you are living life. You are departing. I've always explained, eternal life is an aeon. Zoe eononos. It's an aeon. It's a place you live. It's actually like, it's, it's how do I explain? You know, like an atmosphere. It's an atmosphere you live in. You can go out of it through your words. Yeah. It's something people have to understand. If you don't know, you, you know, you just be there. But it's an aeon. So he gave you all these things through knowledge. It's through this knowledge that faith comes to you. And as you act on it, because I said faith is an action, the good conscience will come. So you know you're the center. That's why I can preach with boldness in this conference. Because I know God said it should happen. It was just a week. I said, I was asking the Lord. It's like, Lord, there's some things that, you know, we're wondering. Some words, Lord, I've seen some things. I know some things have come in line, but in this area. Then he said, have a conference. Have a conference. I knew it was, it was five days. He gave me the whole, the whole sermon. He gave me the whole thing that night. I was with my friend. I said, sorry, give me a moment. The Lord is talking to me. I wrote the full sermon all five days like that. He knew exactly what to do. And he set the dates. He set the dates. I knew exactly. So that's why I have faith. That's why I know he will provide for it. We paid all the days. That's why I know he will provide for it. I'm telling you what I'm working and it's going to happen for you. Yeah. Amen. Everything you need. <laughs> he prepared me for this. See, months back. I didn't know about the conference, but he prepared me for this. I managed everything. So, so, so I'm, I'm, am I communicating something? Okay, 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 okay. What time? We're, we're very good with time. We're very good with time. I hope you're flowing. I hope you're flowing in the chat there. I hope you're flowing in the chat. You're flowing? You're flowing? So I said, faith and a good conscience. If you put these two away, shipwreck. Your life will be messed up. Okay? And you didn't know that it was because this was missing. Faith. Faith. The faith life. The faith life is so important. It's so important. The faith life you were called to. 
the faith life. Once into the year. If you are like, um, he says, your thinking has brought you this far. Put your thinking in your pocket and borrow my thinking for a second. <laughs> That's what he says. Your thinking has brought you this far. No, 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 no. I want you to establish it. You're six months into the year. You're in this conference. Your thinking has brought you this far. So you might as well put your thinking in your pocket for a while, borrow my thinking, and succeed for the next half of the year. You can thank me later. <laughs> All right? So I'm helping you. Am I communicating? Good. So we are in alignment. 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 There's a need for alignment. What does it mean for things to align? Then you say, the lines are falling onto me in pleasant places. See? The heritage of Jacob. You know, alignment. It's like things have come into line. You're in that perfect place where God wants you. That's where your faith is strongest. That's where all your abilities come out. It's there. It's there. It's why for a child of God, failure is an abnormality. I'm serious. Sickness is an abnormal. Like they're actually an error in the program. In fact, they came from outside the program. So it's, it's more like a virus. Yeah. No, no. The reason I'm convinced of this is because when you study this Bible, let me tell you, it gives you a mentality. You have this mindset of a life that's possible. If you've not discovered it yet, study deeper, study deeper, go deeper. You have an idea of a, of a life that's possible. For example, when it says the path of the just, the trajectory of the just, the life pattern of the just, the days of the just, the weeks of the just, the months of the just. You, can, you need to imagine it. He says it's as the shining light that shines brighter and brighter. When I understood that, I knew that my life was not meant to go up and down. It's the truth. It's the truth. Listen, don't allow any, any other person persuade you otherwise. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's as the shining light that shines brighter and brighter. Onto the perfect day. The consummation. The finished day. So meaning there's no day of your life that's not meant to be better than the, than the last one. No day. That's what he gave. The path of the just. This just that we're talking about. Who live by what? Faith. So the moment you stop living by faith, the moment you don't understand, your life, it just starts to lose in glory. Bad things just start to happen. The other time in the Wednesday service, I was saying, people should stop listening to all this. Your IQ is this. Your this is this. The problem, those are failed systems. They judge you. But something happened to you when you got born again. Your regular mind was replaced by the spirit of a sound mind. It's different. That spirit of a sound mind is the Holy Spirit. When you receive it, you receive the spirit of a sound mind. It's different. It's different from just saying, oh, I have a good memory. I'm intelligent. No, 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 no. And if you've not discovered it, it won't be operational. I keep telling people, naturally, it's not like, oh, I was meant to be the smartest person in the world. And you have to take this with, with understanding. No, 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 no. It's not like, oh, I'm meant to be the smartest person in the world. But I discovered something. It was one summer. Every day in the world like this. So just eating this thing. When I came back to school, something started happening. Paul said, and that from a child, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation. What is salvation? Salvation is not just the church. Salvation is the life. right? It's the whole thing. Deliverance everything into a life. Now, it is able to make you wise, meaning it's able to make you function with wisdom. 
Wisdom is the principal thing. We've always heard it. By wisdom, the heavens were made. See, is this wisdom that God vested in you? If you don't know that this wisdom is there, you, you, you just, you'd live a different life. And the, the challenge a lot of times is that people have been told the what. You see, my ministry is very specific. I'm, I'm not ignorant of my ministry. I know what it is. What it is. It's to teach, it's teach people the how. When you listen, when to, you me, listen to me, you can fail. It's to teach people the how. Because a lot of people know the what. They know, okay, I was called to, you know, a very beautiful life. A powerful life. They don't know the how. How would it happen? How? What controls it? What determines it? So that's what I want to give you. Because when you study, you discover failure is an anomaly. It's not meant to happen with you. If you can't, and, and like I said, if you can't believe it, it, you won't live it. You just can't have it. You can't believe it, you can't talk it. If you can't talk it, you can't have it. That's just how it is. No man operates past his believing. I keep saying it. You can say, oh, he talks like a fool, but look where he is. Look where he is. Every time he's talking up, 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 up. He's saying glory to God, glory to God. I'm on top, I'm on top. I'm progressing, I'm progressing. Every time he's saying it, but look where he is. Has he gone down since? Which poor man have you heard? Yeah, he was really, really talking, 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 and he remained. No, you can't remain like that. It's the truth. Because what happens, no matter where you were before, by virtue of those words, every word is quoted with power. Listen, okay? It will start to frame a new environment. It may take time. It may take time. But that program is being written. It's being written. And the day to manifest, it will come out like this. You'll be like, ah, overnight. How? How? No, 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 no. You don't realize he had been framing an aeon. He had been framing something for a while. And you were looking at him, you were doubting him. So I said, there's a need for alignment. And that's what's going to be happening. You're going to be learning how to align. So that at the end of it, you know, you were holding faith, holding faith and a good conscience. Instead of shipwreck, you make it to the destination. You know. You know. So it's a very spiritual meeting. And the things I'm going to be sharing with you are what I like to call the spirituals. It's my favorite. I don't know. I think it's my, my favorite thing to talk about. The spirituals. The pneumatica. Meaning, what is happening in the realm of the spirit when I'm doing something? What's the spiritual implication of my actions? What is actually happening? What's actually... Because if you understand the spirit realm, you dominate the natural. The issue is people are always trying to work from outside in. From the natural in. But it's people. Spiritual. See, what's the idea? Oh, meditation will help you focus your energies. Meditation. Spiritual. Oh, I meditate 20 minutes every day. It helps me calm, refresh. This. What are you refreshing? What's the, every, it's spiritual. So they know what they're doing. The Bible says they have a form of godliness. A form. They have a form, but they deny the power. They have a form. They have a form. They have an idea that there's this thing about it. But they'll deny. Ask a lot of atheists will tell you, yeah, I don't believe in God. Do you meditate? Yes. Why? <laughs> no, stop. I'm believing. They can't. It's the truth. They have a form, but they deny the power. And Paul said, of such, turn away. Turn away. Leave them. Just leave them. They're denying, they're denying the real thing. So there needs to be an alignment where God is, where God is, where God is, where God is. I always say, I want to be where God is, not where he used to be. Huh? I want to be in his plan. I want to be involved. I want to be useful to him now. 
What is he doing now? Am I the guy to hire for the job? Is the guy that, that knows about what's happening now. So he can say, Lord, I'm here. Isaiah was there when he was, when God was saying, Oh, oh, who would I send? And then he said, Oh, 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 here I am, Lord. He heard the question. Other people, why didn't they hear? That's what I want to show you. So there's a need for alignment. I want to be where God is, not where he used to be. And there's going to be, I told you, translational power, meaning there's grace for that, right? There's power for that. There's power available to put you where you need to be, to place you in that per- perfect position, that perfect will, that perfect plan of God for your own advancement, okay? But a couple of months ago, I was sharing something. I remember 2019, I believe 2019. Yes, it was 2019. During a retreat, I explained something. I taught the message. I told you I'm teaching the spirituals. So it's at this point where, you know, Jesus said, pull your ears. Like, let these saints sink into this. Pull. So I, I want to share some things with you. I, I hope you're ready. Okay, good. 2019, I said, there is something God is doing. Okay. And I described it at that time as the new strength. And I taught a message on the new strength and how that for the days ahead, 2019. How long? How long? No, I say that. How long? I said for the days ahead, God wants us to function by the new strength. I said 2019. I said during a retreat, I said it to my members before. The days ahead, God wants us to walk in the new strength. And then I thought that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Renew. They shall change, actually change their strength. Mount up with wings as eagles. Not to take off those wings again. No, that becomes their permanent state now. Okay? So it doesn't matter the wind. Whether you call it hurricane, this, this, no. No matter the wind, they are soaring. So I said, this is the strength that he wants us to walk in. I said it. I shared it with, with, with a number of high-profile high people, if you like. I did. Because I was so sure. I was young. It's not that I had so much of an understanding, but I knew this was the plan of God. And the most important thing for a man, really, a man or a woman, is that you discover what, what is my ministry? What is my ministry? What has God called me to do? Sometimes when we talk about calling and purpose, people think we're only talking about the pulpit. No, this pulpit is really just, really just um, a medium for something else. The real thing that's being transmitted from the pulpit is the actual ministry. So for some people, their ministry may just be to raise that son because God has vested something in that son. Their ministry is just to raise that son in the way of the Lord. It's why mothers can't, can't be discouraged or put out of the game. I'm thankful for my mother. Yeah. She's playing PCD a lot of the time. It's playing in our ears. We're hearing it. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. Don't stop talking. I heard that when I was a child. But that's how I used to do. That I would just go. I say, keep saying it. She said, don't stop talking. You know, I saw what. This because that was the environment. So ministry, purpose, the most important thing is discovering that. And I had shared on this thing called the new strength. And I said, there's a need to key into that. Now, when these prophecies are given, you may not necessarily understand everything about it. The most important thing is comply with what God has told you up to this point. That's when you see the next level. It's why I know that after obeying in this one, after doing this one, there's more. It's why I'm sure. So the most important thing was to obey with this one. I'm telling you, you're going to be somewhere else. By, by day five, you'll be somewhere else, in a different place. 
I said July. July. You said July. Difference. Difference. Like we would know. Okay. Okay. So here it's important. 26. Good. It's important that I teach you something about new wine and old wine. People have asked me this question a lot, a lot of times about this new wine, old wine thing. Okay. So I explain. But I said, there's a new move. There's a new operation of the spirit. That's why I said, if you were brought into this program, you're very, very, very privileged. Because what it means is that the person thought it needful for you to hear this information. I'm giving you insight. What is prophecy? Insight into the stance, will, plan, purpose of God for a person, place, or thing, situation. So I'm giving you insight into what is doing now. So that in case you missed the old one. It's why I opened it to everybody. I said, share on your status. Share. I said, in case you missed the old one. So because you see, God never wants his people to walk in darkness. He said, take heed, lest that they come upon you unawares. So meaning for the world, it's like, ah, the rapture just happened. It just appeared from nowhere. To the Christians, they always knew it was going to happen. So he wants us to be prepared. He wants us to know ahead of time. He never wants you in darkness. He said, he that follows after me shall not walk in darkness, shall not walk in confusion, shall not walk in ignorance, but he shall have, have, have for an experience. Not just half or nothing. No, half an experience. The light of life. Meaning life's light. Life's light. It informs him about situations. He knows what's happening. He can interpret his world by the wisdom of God. So I'm telling you about what God is doing right now. But it's important to understand old wine, new wine. There's some concepts. If you are taking notes, I know that you are having a blast right now. See? And I really hope I'm not too quick because you tell me I was flying. I'm flying. Am I too quick? I hope, I hope you're following. Come on, tell me something. I hope you're following. Too quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a new operation. All right. He's doing something now. So he's working and raising people right now to fulfill this new plan. Don't miss this. Lord, I pray. I pray for them. I pray for them. Don't miss it. He's raising people now for something. It's called kingdom relevance. I, was, I thought about David's mighty men. I said that they all worked to have a name. They worked to to have a name. You always win to win a name. Jesus, this is no longer David's army, but the Lord's army. Right? It's the Lord's army now. And people are working. Are working. Working. Fighting to win a name. Win a name. To be big amongst those ones. So, there's something he's doing. There's a plan. And he's working to raise people to fulfill it. So there are three important prophecies. I said the most important thing is that somebody fulfills their ministry. And, you know, the more you share, you start to gain mastery of what God is actually doing. Okay? Three important prophecies I'll share with you. Don't miss this. You can see. You will carry. Oh. When it starts. Mm. Okay, 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 okay. Are you ready? Okay, good, good, good. Okay. Before I share them with you, I want to show you why some people don't. Because this is not peculiar, okay? But I'll tell you why some people don't hear it. Why some people don't, don't, don't actually know what God is doing. Okay? Let me read you something. John chapter 11. Okay. Hear the words of Jesus. John chapter 11. I'm reading to you from verse 5. Now, this is about the death of, of Lazarus. At this point, Lazarus was still sick. Okay, he was sick. And Mary and Martha had called out to him. 
Okay, so verse 3 tells us, Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. The one you love is sick. What a reference. The one you love is sick. The Bible says, when Jesus heard that, he said, he responded. Here, you know, he was, ah, I mean, God himself, but a man of faith. He says, this sickness is not unto death. He has already declared, you know, he sanctioned the sickness. He judged it. He wasn't thinking, how do I heal it? He first said that this sickness will not cause him to die. Hold on. He says, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. God must get glory out of this, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Verse 5, when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, when he had heard that Lazarus was sick, he abode two days. Now, this is interesting. He (laughs) hears that Lazarus is sick. And he waits two days. Wow. You're beginning to wonder, this love. <laughs> <laughs> this love is very, I need your help now. I need your help now. Ah, I love you so much. I'm going to wait to this. <laughs> Meet me in 48 hours. Maybe I'll come. Hmm. <laughs> he says, this is not unto death. Now he says, when he heard that he was sick, he waited two days in the same place where he was. Didn't even move. Didn't even make half the journey. He waited in the same place he was. Verse 7, John 11, from verse 7. Okay? Says, then after that, said he unto his disciples, let us go to Judea again. Okay? So he waits two days. Then all of a sudden, now says, okay, okay, let's, let's go now. Now, I'll, I can tell you, I'll give you as a bonus what, what he was doing. But, you know, and, and, you know, but let's go into this. Verse 7. Then after that, he said, let's go to Judea again. Verse 8, his disciples said unto him, Master, the Jews of late, of recent, it's not old news. It's not 2009 news. He said of recent. He says, they've been looking forward to stoning you. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is what he said. Look, he, says, he said, let's go to Judea. He says, Master, of recent, the latest news. They've been looking for an occasion, an opportunity to stone you. And you're going there again? Master. <laughs> Jesus answered. He said, are there not 12 hours? You know, ah. He said, are there not 12 hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he doesn't stumble because he sees the light of the world. Verse 10. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbles. But hear the reason. He says, because there is no light in him. Hold on. How? He said, I didn't know 12 hours in the day. If somebody walks in the daytime, he doesn't stumble because the light of the world, what's that? The sun is there to help him. But he says, if someone is walking in the night, he says, he stumbles because there is no light in him, not just because it's nighttime. Meaning, it's not the season that matters. It's not whether it's day or night. He says the light is not in him. He's revealing something. You know, in all the, in all the words of Jesus, you have to look at his words and be like, what's he exactly saying? His communication was spiritual. His communication was faith. Okay? So, he says, the person falls in life because the light is not in him. 
These things said he, and after that he said, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him out of sleep. Then the disciples still are still in the flesh. They have not understood that this is their master is talking spiritually. So he says, ah, if he's sleeping, he will wake up now. So Jesus had to now condescend, break it down to them. He said, okay, fine. Lazarus is dead. <laughs> Since you want to hear it like that, Lazarus is dead. Okay? So he says, someone stumbles because there's no light in him. But I'm going to wake this Lazarus. But I want you to notice, he says, no light in him. You see, when we talk about the anointing of the Holy Spirit, this is the light we're referring to. This is what we're talking about. One of the functions, look, and the chief function, I can even say, of receiving the Holy Spirit, the primary reason to receive the Holy Spirit was not for power. It wasn't for money. It wasn't for, no, 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 no. The chief reason was for knowledge. It was for information. Jesus said, I have things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. But when the comforter has come, you'll be able to receive those things. It's the greatest thing. And it's, it's, it's the bane of many people that they don't prioritize knowledge. Aim to know above all things. Know of your deliverance. Stop seeking to be delivered. These are the things that, that would carry your life to the next level. You have to know. Knowledge. Prioritize knowledge. Information. When you hear there's a seminar, go. Conference, go. I remember we were having um, the turnout. World Evangelism Conference. I also made this joke. World Evangelism Conference, Wembley. You see the, the there's people everywhere here. Yeah. But it's not packed. It's not packed. You can still see some empty places. He said, when it's World Evangelism Conference, it's not packed. Announce his healing night, miracle night. You will see even fourth overflow, fifth overflow. And he said, hey, look at it. What was he pointing at? People don't prioritize knowledge. They don't focus on knowledge. They focus on just something to happen now. Instant, instant, instant. But the problem is, if you want to last, you, know, you want your value to last, you actually have to go for information. It's the wiser thing. Knowledge is the highest kind of deliverance. It's the biggest miracle to know something. To know God is the biggest miracle. They that know their God shall do exploits. So instead of trying to do the exploits, know him first. Simple. So, so he says that light so the primary purpose of the Holy Spirit is illumination, is knowledge, is information. i read you a scripture on this that would, that would help explain that point. Because what light was he referring to? First John chapter 2. I thought on this before. Verse 20. He says, but ye have an unction from the Holy One. You have an anointing from God. And you know all things. Think about it. It doesn't say you know all things just like that. You know, you know, nobody can know everything. Great. But it says you have an unction, meaning there's something inside you. There's something that's been rubbed on you. And he says, by that unction, you know all things. How do you know all things? Hold on. Hold on. Verse 27. Let's read from, from 26. He says, these things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which you have received of him abides in you. And you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing, that same anointing teacheth you of all things, hold on, of all things, and is truth, and is no lie. And even as it is, and even as it has taught you, ye shall abide in him. He says, I want you to live by this anointing. 
by this unction, I want you to know this. He's talking to believers. He's talking to Christians. He's talking to people that are already in faith. He says, you receive the Holy Spirit and there's an unction in you. Now, if you did not know that there was an unction in you, you would think you are limited to only what is told you. It's why you can perceive a lie. I told you that the, the natural is a portrait of what? The spiritual. Some will say, I can't lie to my mother. She will just know I'm lying. Question, how? It's not just that you may be, I mean, maybe you don't know how to lie. <laughs> but there are things even in the natural circumstances that show us spiritually possibilities. For example, um, I remember Pastor was sharing on radio waves and that, not radio waves, this is Sunday service. And he was explaining about radio waves, that they exist, they are there. Right? The same thing, there's a much about faith. Faith tells you what's there. Faith tells you what's in the natural, what's in the spiritual. What's actually there, so that you are aware. Hebrews 12, 22 says, you have come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, to an innumerable company of angels, meaning everywhere I go, I go with angels. I'm on that, I'm on that place now. But it doesn't appear like there are angels with me. But there's a different consciousness when you've seen that in the word of God. It, you see, I always say when you get into Christ, it's like this white room. It feels like nothingness. It's like, what's around me? What's around me? Can I be heard? Can I be heard? Can I be heard? People are saying I can be heard. Okay. So, okay, people are telling me I can be heard from there. So, I always say that, where was I on this? So, faith tells you what's already there. What's already there. And it's important that you know what's already being provided. So you're conscious of that. Now, it tells you that there's an anointing in you that can teach you all things. All things. Meaning in every circumstance, in every situation, there's an anointing in you that can teach you about it. The question is, have you probed it? Have you tried to know about it? Okay? So some people don't see because they haven't paid attention to this light that's in them. This life definer that's in them, but it's there. And you can know about all things. But what triggers this anointing? What causes this anointing to be operational in a person's life? Oh, maybe I've been walking in ignorance, but I want to start walking in truth. What triggers it? He always talks about it. Ministering to the Lord. It's so interesting. It's so simple. But you see, one thing you're going to notice from this whole conference is that everything traces back to your closet. Everything traces back to your secret place. Everything traces back to that place. Okay? I'll show you one. And I've always loved this example. First Samuel chapter 2. All right? It starts out with Hannah thanking the Lord for, you know, all he's done. And the beautiful things, great. 
Okay, and I'll gradually be wrapping this. But he says, Hannah prayed, and then my heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. She's thanking the Lord for all these things, right? And this is because of the birth of Samuel, because remember, she was barren. So Samuel's birth was miraculous. Samuel's birth was miraculous. Okay, so um, from verse 8, she continues to say, he raised up the poor of the dust and lifted the beggar, the beggar from the dunghill and sets them among princes. He talks about the greatness of God. Now, he begins to talk about um, Samuel, but from verse 10, he says, the adversaries of the Lord, the enemies of the Lord shall be broken into pieces. Out of heaven shall he thunder upon them. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth and he shall give strength unto his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. I love that. That's grace. That's actually grace. Exalt the horn of his anointed. Not increase the anointing. Exalt the horn. The horn of his anointed. The vessel. You have that anointing inside of you. So how? You're, you're wanting a greater manifestation. A greater outpouring. You're wanting to do more. He says it's not to increase the anointing. But there needs to be an exaltation of that horn. So he says God abases. Or he brings down the proud. Gives grace to the humble. Okay? He brings them up. He brings them up. And that's what this is. So that's, that's grace. Okay? Now, verse 11 says, And Elkanah went to Ramah to his house, and the child, this is Samuel, did minister unto the Lord before Eli the priest. Says he ministered unto the Lord. This is talking to the Lord. Praising the Lord. Worshiping the Lord. See? He was doing this. He was doing this. Then he tells us about, you need to be following this from the Bible. He tells us about Eli's sons. I have Eli's worthless sons. How savage. So he tells us about his sons, Hophni and Phinehas, who, you know, were perverting the offering of the Lord and did a bunch of terrible things. Okay? But 21 says, and the Lord visited Hannah, and she conceived, because she had asked for, you know, the Lord had blessed her, and given her three sons and two daughters. And now says about Samuel, the child grew before the Lord. Why? It was linked to his ministering to the Lord. Spiritual growth is not a mystery. We're going to talk about that later anyway. Right? Now, he now says, verse 26, he says, And the child grew on and was in favor, both with the Lord and also with men. Where did this come from? Ministering to the Lord. This is important. Okay? Then you keep going down, and then it tells us, But the child ministered to the Lord. He keeps saying, He ministered to the Lord. Samuel ministered to the Lord. What was the result? What was the result? 1 Samuel chapter 3 from verse 1. <clears throat> he says, And the child, Samuel, ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in the KJV. But in the NKJV, he's barely hearing from God. It was like uh, a wilderness season. He says, The word of the Lord was scarce in those days. So people barely knew anything about what God was saying. They were not sure. Okay, there was no, and there was no open vision. It says, so there was no common revelation in, in those days. It says, and it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out, into the went out in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was and Samuel was laid down to sleep. And the Lord called who? Not Eli the priest. Not Hophni and Phineas, the ones that perverted. The Lord called who? Samuel. 
and that's important. But I wouldn't have a witness in me now to bring this down here. But I hope that you have been blessed by just this day one. It's really, really important that you see these things. You see these things. So I've shown you a bit about prophecy. I've shown you a bit about prophecy. I've told you what it is and that there's a need to work with prophecy. There's a way to work with prophecy. If not, you won't see it come to pass. And I said that there are two things, faith and a good conscience. So in order for those two to happen, there has to be a realignment. A realignment. So in day two, I'll be sharing some more stuff with you on this subject. A very spiritual meeting. Okay? And it's set to realign you in that path so that the next six months will be filled with testimonies. Filled with testimonies. I really want God's best for your life. I want you to really experience the blessing of God. It's my, it's my interest. It's my, it's my passion. It's my heart's desire. He organized this, this conference for you, for it to happen for you. Because he wants the best. So that at the end of the day, you know that he's a faithful God. He's a faithful God. You know he keeps to his word. He's faithful to his word. What's Christianity without results? Religion. And it's sad to say that that's what many are in. But by the time Christians start yielding results, I'm telling you, we're going to change this world. Because at the end of the day, I always say the inner life flows into the outward one. So by the time you eat of all the gems that the Lord has to share with us in this conference, you'll be willing to go out. You'll be sure that you can go out and things would happen. Things would happen. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. And I want to thank you as well for joining in this day one. It's going to be amazing the next four days. But I want you to, right where you are to thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for what he's doing, for the opportunity to be here, to be at this conference. Thank him for your life, where he's brought you, where he's put you, and for what he's going to do with you through this conference. What he's going to do with you through this conference, what he's going to achieve with you. There's so much. Each of you is filled with unique ability, with purpose. And he's able to accomplish through you. Let's thank the Lord where you are. Thank the Lord where you are. Soma para dege bongro sike faneno, gele makuvla ancre dige skezo, jobra degina akaste. Thank you, Lord. 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 For our lives belong to you. For our lives belong to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you for everyone who has tuned into this conference today. Thank you for day one. Thank you because your perfect plan, purpose for this conference is being realized in every heart, in every person that joins. Thank you because it's reigniting a fire in them. For your word, for prayer, for fellowship with you. And the expression of that life, the outward manifestation of that glory. Thank you, Lord, because the the next days are going to be filled with testimonies. It's already happening. Your grace is behind this because your word is behind this. I thank you for their lives. I thank you for their lives. I thank you because something is happening in each of their lives. From today, from today, there's a realignment. 
by the power of your spirit, they are put in that perfect plan. I think because you're putting ideas in their minds now. You're giving them the right thoughts to start steering them in the right direction. Thank you because it's happening. It's happening and it's possible by your grace. 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 Thank you, Lord, for victory. Thank you for victory. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this opportunity. Our hearts belong to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I love you all so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining in day one. It's going to be five powerful nights. All right. And I know that the Lord is, is already has many things that he's going to be doing with you. Hello. I love you so much. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. So it's going to be five powerful nights. Going to be sharing the word of God with you. Bringing you God's message. Right. For relevance. Relevance in his kingdom today. Relevance in his, in his plans today. Right. It doesn't matter the age. It doesn't matter where you are. What you've been doing. There's a D-Day. There's a day where you start. Where you actually start. And start moving in. Thank you so much for joining in. Make sure you get someone in for tomorrow. You don't want any person to miss out on the blessings that's here. Share it with a friend. Just share the link. It's just a link away. You share the link with someone. You say, come on. Come on. Let's see this. Let's see this. Let's watch this together. And um, the Lord is going to bless you tremendously for what you're doing. Thank you so much. I love you all. And I will see you in the next one. God bless you.